0: Hey everybody, it's Prajesh here. Intane here. Welcome to our podcast, Baskets of Knowledge, Chats with the Difference. In our podcast, we invite guests from around the country and around the world to talk about how they got to where they are at the moment. It's about a journey, it's about an experience, it's about their life good everybody welcome to another episode of past of knowledge um as always we love having you on we love having you listening we love having you watching and without you this podcast goes no goes nowhere really um Tanya, how are you this week
1: yeah good it's been a good couple of weeks definitely a busy um couple of weeks but no it's been really good
0: yeah and awesome and what did you put into your boss of knowledge over the last week or so
1: i guess going away with the girls that i coach um for rugby league and going away to nationals over easter weekend i guess the biggest thing I've taken away is just how much impact you have as a sports coach and you know not necessarily just on the field but also off the field and I guess going away for those couple of days and actually spending time, you know like a longer period of time with the girls um, beyond training and getting to know a bit more about them and what their plans are you know some of them are year 13 so when they transition either to um, university or into the workforce and stuff like that, it just made me have an appreciation for how much impact you can actually have as a sports coach. You know, I think we always think that you're going to have that impact in developing their skills and developing them as a team. But I guess the other side is you actually develop them as people as well and they get to learn skills from you that hopefully um, lead them, you know, lifelong into having traits that they can keep with them as they go through their journey. So, you know, just reflecting on that and seeing that you know, if you do put that extra time and effort into trainings, because sometimes it can be a bit difficult, but understanding that you know your impact isn't just that short period of time, but hopefully lifelong.
0: Yeah, very, 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 true, and I think that's a great learning. But also, I think um that reminds me of a YouTube clip that I watched a few years ago, which has always resonated with me. It's called the Last Lecture, and in the Last Lecture, the the presenter, his name is Randy Pausch, speaks about how everyone in life, all of us, you know, including our guests today. At some stage in our life, we have, we have, we are have, we go into sports like right? our parents come into some sport activity, and at that point in time, it's hard to, to learn the act of the sports. But actually, it's a head of fake to learn about life and how to deal with social situations because you think about all all sport, team sports and social situations. Even individual sports, you have to learn about how to interact with other people. So yeah, the impact of the coach to see that it's not just about that specific moment, but about everything else is really really quite. Um, important and yeah my my learning over the last week uh i've had a fun week because i've been doing lots of teaching in my in my coaching program and um the biggest thing that we that i taught about this week was about deep listening you know how the, the power of listening is 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 really powerful the power of listening powerful um is really, really really impactful and it's really quite funny because i was just reading um a chapter by jordan jordan peterson's book about the 12 rules of life and a, he's a very controversial person but some of his writing is really interesting and in there he speaks about the power of conversation and how some people go into conversation because they want to, they just want to lead the conversation or they're trying to sell a point or they're trying to they're trying to prove the expertise. And others go into a conversation just just to do nothing. Um, so, you know, deep listening in any conversation is is really impactful whatever situation you are having this conversation in, which is quite ironic because in this setting here, our conversations are to try and engage and have a lot of, a lot of banter. So, um, yeah, I think it, it just really dovetails well into our conversation. Um, And as always, like we say, Tanya and myself can keep talking forever and ever, but we don't want to bore you. Well, I'm sure we don't bore you, but just in case we do, (laughs) we are going to bring in our fantastic guests. As always, we try and scour the country and scour the world for people that we think are amazing. And as always, like we say, we think every single person out there is amazing. We just can't interview everybody, um, so we can just get who we can. And this week, we are really privileged and really, really honored to have Ben Hobbs on our podcast. Welcome to Buster's Knowledge, Ben.
2: Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me. Bloody Beautiful.
0: working for here. Awesome. Ben, do you want to tell our listeners a bit about who you are, and then we'll get into your story?
2: Yeah, absolutely. G'day um, team. My name is Ben Hobbs. I'm from Wellington, New Zealand, born and raised. Um, I'm 21, and I currently am the director of HR Labour, which is a Wellington-based labour hire company, and we provide labourers and a few hammer hands to building sites, developers, commercial and both residential um, around Wellington and getting guys in work and keeping them busy. And Yeah, I've been doing it for the last year and a half, two years now, and it's been a good ride and just taken away.
0: Beautiful. And a, and a big shout out to your awesome background there, you know, HR, HR, fantastic. What, what, a, what a great yeah, way to work.
2: It's lovely. It was actually done by one of our one of our team and she did a fantastic job. So shout out to Nikki Lee from Hamilton.
0: Oh, beautiful. Nikki Lee from Hamilton. There we go. If anybody wants to get some awesome artwork done, you know who to, who to, who to contact. Mm-hmm. Ben, um, director of HR Labor, fantastic. But let's go, let's turn the clock t- back a little bit. Let's think about Ben at high school a few years ago. If I said to Ben at high school a few years ago, hey Ben, in three years' time, you'd be the director of your own company. What would you have said to me at that point in time?
2: I would have thought you were dreaming, British, man. I would have thought yeah. you were taking the back. Um, ben Hobbs in high school is a very different guy as a few of um, our laborers can attest to actually as they went to school with me. Um, I was always quite reserved in school. I was uh, like a small guy, um, pretty frail, you know, a gust of wind would probably blow me over. Um, and I was pretty happy just kind of coasting through. I did decently well in school. I'd get a merit endorsed uh, most years and just be pretty happy with that. Never really tried to push much further. Um, so if you told me three years ago that I'd be doing this I would laugh my head off I had been told by my business teacher in school actually I think it would have been in year 11 or year 10 my mum went in for parent-teacher interviews that Ben in business don't mix and she should probably stay out of it um, so it turned me off disheartened me you know little 15 year old me a little bit but got back on the saddle when I finished school and haven't looked back since hey
0: isn't it crazy though, Ben, that a statement from, this is an offhand statement from a teacher at that point in time, because teachers are probably, you know, when you're in school at year 11, year 12, year 13, they're so impactful in your life. Your parents are part of your life, but your teachers have a huge impact. And that statement alone, they would have just crushed your dreams, like you said, at that point in time, business aside, at that particular yeah, point in time.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, you're viewing these people as, as experts and they're guiding you and bringing you up and teaching you the fundamentals of what you need to know to navigate through life. And if they're telling you, look mate, you probably shouldn't be doing this. It can be pretty soul crushing, hey? Yeah,
0: totally, exactly. So you, you, you get your soul crushed as a, as a, at that parents' evening, you finish up year 13, and then what do you do now? So you finish up year 13, like every other person at that point in time, what happens then for you?
2: So towards the end of year 13, I started a, a company called State Attire, which was um, these double-sided bracelets. And when I was finishing school it was actually T-shirts. So I had gotten quite deep into speakers like David Goggins, Druckcker Willick, etc etc. And I just started reading their books, their lessons, the yeah, extreme ownership, bloody good, Hey, you're on it, process car <laughs> Um started reading a lot of their content and immersing in a lot of their speeches, and it was really impactful for for me and getting me to where I am today. And so I was like, man, this is making a big impact. So I started this company, State Attire, to kind of provide that motivational thing and and let people show that they're in it, doing clothes. And completely failed, lost heaps of money, bombed out. Um, And so I kind of pivoted when I finished year 13 and then started doing bracelets my first year out of uni my first year out of high school, sorry. And I got a job at a cafe, local cafe, and was working on these braces at the time, which were based in the States. So we'd get them manufactured in China, I'd design them and then ship them to our warehouse in America. And so I did that and I spent that time learning to market, product design, client relations, and all those other business skills. And that was hemorrhaging cash. Hey, I was losing probably... A grand a month off that had a nice little tax return which was fortunate because i was working at the time but the downside was yeah i was completing cash but i think that's probably one of the best things i ever did because it taught me the lessons that got me to where i am today you know even though it was a colossal failure and it it had heaps of issues and it crashed and burned it still was instrumental in getting me here and teaching me to kind of there a little bit as as generic as it is it is quite important to kind of take those losses and those failures and extract the wins from them you know what what value you might have gained and then take that to the next thing and so that was what i did when i finished high school and just chipped away at that
0: there's there's so much in there the first question i'm going to ask you though is you had your soul crushed by saying don't get into business but here you were doing business what what was the switch to go actually hey teacher or person i'm going to do this here
2: That's a good question, bridge. I think I was quite lucky that at that time I was starting to let things roll off me. Um, you, really early on when I was a kid, I, something would say something like that and I, it would put me out for weeks. I was really thin-skinned, hey? Um, yeah. But I think from listening to these guys like Goggins and Willock and Priscilla, it kind of lit that fuse a little bit and then I was like okay maybe this is possible and then reaffirming it by doing things outside of business I started exercising more regularly eating better um, reading more I started to gain some really good positive trajectory in my life and that kind of transitioned to you know what maybe I should give this another shot you know maybe I'm not useless at business so I'll give it another stab and it turned out I was useless for the first two years but um, we picked
0: it up eventually, yeah. yeah and I guess, you know, that's it. so there's a converse of, of your your teacher saying this year to the positive impact that listening to all these other people have, you know, like the Jocko Olic, the David Goggins, and they they speak about their story. And what's interesting in their stories is they all speak about failure, you know? And as you said just before, you said you have to fail for you to grow. But a lot of us don't do that there. We fail, and then we just, oh, God, we're not going to do this year. But like you said, you have to extract the learnings, but that also takes a different kind of person. And I guess for you having, having listened to the to the extreme ownership, the David Goggins, all the other people that you listen to, that would have helped your mindset to go, hey, this is just part of the process. You know, Um, there's a, a, a post I put up last week on my Instagram where I spoke about the emotional journey of in- doing anything great. And everything starts off really amazing. Like you said, your bracelet's amazing, what a great idea. T-shirt's amazing. But you go through a process and it starts sinking and you get, everyone gets to a point where You get to, as we call it, the emotional despair or swamp. And some of us get swallowed up in that swamp there and we never come back out of it. But the others who have the right support structure, the right mindset come out on the other side, this is when the growth happens. And I guess this is an indicator of how your mindset shifted in that that space. But, and that's, that's beautiful, that's fantastic. But I guess at this other side here, you also have this this, um, this expectation of maybe going to university as an option as well? Was that something that was tying the two together or, was, or did that come a bit later on for you?
2: Yeah, so I, no holds barred, never actually wanted to go to university. Um, school <laughs> was never really my thing. Yep. Although I, although I performed decently in school, it was never my thing. Um, my parents, very academic, and were really keen on me going to university as well as my granddad. They're both I like, just get a degree, get some strings to your bow. Yep. And I was like, look, I'll do a gap year, and then I'm going to work on this business, and then I'm also going to go to uni after the gap year and work on the business at the same time. Yes. So I did my stint at uni. Um, Lasted about six weeks, but um, did my dash. But I think at, throughout the whole time, it had always been about wanting to do something on my own. I think yep. I had always been really, really engaged in things that I – when I had taken the action to learn about them, if it was yeah. more something that was pushed towards me, like, hey, it's important for you to learn about this because of X, or because you have to, I'd be like, oh, I'm not that interested in it. But if it had come more naturally in terms of, I was reading a book on a very basic topic I'd interest in, and then that stemmed to something else and stemmed to another thing and another thing, that much more natural linear pathway helped me a lot more um, in terms of learning and, and knowledge and, and those sort of things. So I think I always, Gravitated towards a more self-motivated learning platform than an external kind of university structure.
0: Yeah, and I love that because you know um, there's an expectation that everyone should go to university or or some tertiary, right? Or everyone has this belief that you should be doing this. Otherwise, what you know, what's going on? And it's important for you and for listeners to also to realize that you you knew internally that this is not for you. Yeah, you know, this is not. But you gave it a crack. You didn't just stop it again. It's you know, you gave it a crack. Wasn't for you, and then you you did your own thing. And I think that's important because it's very easy for you to go, I'm not going to university, and then not think about it, and then go, oh, maybe I should have, but you do that, you went give it a crack, not for you, move on. Which is which is a big learning. So when you when you're doing the, the bracelets bracelet um idea, what is the biggest learning for you in that in that stage there?
2: Oh, that's a bloody good Christian tradition. In terms of practical skills, I think um, marketing and and salesman skills were huge. Just learning how in, in the current world to use tools like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, to leverage those and market. So in terms of practical skills that I've taken and applied to other things, I think that was huge. In terms of lessons that I had learned that have kind of helped me push through adversity, I would say as generic as it is it's really just to get back on the saddle um i think life is really about your perception of it and it's either good or bad regardless of how you look at it you can look at it as a bad thing you can look at it as a good thing and i looked at every kind of failure or loss or negative as a good thing in terms of okay, cool, I might have just burned a grand on this marketing campaign, but look at all this valuable data I got that when I save up enough from my barista job to, to run another one, I have these lessons and I can learn and apply to it. Yeah. And I think you really need to look at life from that objective standpoint as there is always some value to take from everything, no matter how much of a, a loss it may be. And at the end of the day, push comes to shove. Yes, yeah, some situations are going to be terrible um, yeah. and they're, they're just bad, no matter how you look at them. But there is always some good that you can take. There is always some value that you can use to strengthen your mind or fortify your mind or a lesson you can learn to apply to things in life. So I think the the fact that life is all about your perception of it was probably the biggest lesson I learned from there.
0: and I love that because perspective perspective matters, right? And 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 the moment as you know, as Joe Rogan keeps saying all the time, and I really love the saying, is when you get married to an idea and when the idea changes. And you break and you don't change that marriage you're just going to fall down with it but if if you're not if you're not married to an idea but you go, cool this is it i've made a mistake i'm going to learn from the mistake. it's all good but i love what you said just before and i'm going to talk about that is you know the skill set in marketing and talking about yourself and i think this is increasingly becoming really important because um you could learn a skill you could learn an amazing trade but if you don't have to talk about it or market yourself it's a waste of time, right? It's what, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the point? As they keep on saying, your elevator pitch, but now the elevator pitch has got to be on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok and how you leverage those markets there. So it's a skill set that people should be jumping on because it is part of life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think learning to sell and, and market is one of the most valuable skills you can learn in life because it's not just about selling and marketing a product. It's about selling and marketing yourself to a potential employer. It's about selling and marketing your ideas, you know, the way you think. And I think if you can find out how to present things and package things in in an effective way, it's just a skill that'll take you so, so far in life. And I mean, it sucks. It's a a hard skill to learn and it can be. Um, I had another business that I was doing between the bracelets and this one. It lasted about two months, but it was a marketing agency for real estate agents and I was cold calling and that sucks, man. I don't know, Tana, Patricia, if you guys... um, have done much cold calling, but it is terrible. And the first time I started, I'd, I'd be like shaking in my boots and like I'm so nervous and stuttering. But learning how to market that and, and speech and talking to people was massive for my confidence as well. And and again, translates to, to other things. But outside of that, marketing in general, I think it's such an incredible skill to have.
0: It's crazy, right? You know, sometimes those, those most mundane jobs are the ones that give you the greatest learnings, you know, yeah, cold calling. Co- when I was, when I used to do this so a long time ago, it was like, yeah, I was terrified. I was so terrified to pick up the phone and punch them and talk to some random person, but, and get the phone slammed on you and all that kind of stuff that, you know, it's, it's terrifying, but you yeah, got to pick up the so phone again hard, and you got to call again. Yeah. Pick up the phone and call again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, I,
2: I mean, usually the things that we, we don't want to do, we avoid are what we typically need to be doing the most. And yeah. that we need to re- and those are the things that will drive the needle forward. I think a lot of time, when people set out on a goal, they have a massive to do list, but you know, only 20% of that is really going to be things that will get you to the goal. The rest is more maintenance and, and other stuff like checking up on this or checking emails or sending emails. And that's the easy fun stuff and complacent yeah. stuff. But if you really want to move the needle forward and get to where you need to do, you need to do those uncomfortable things that are like, man, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And that's yeah. what really gets the results.
0: Exactly, it's the whole 80 20 principle, right? 20% of the yeah, work. You do. principle,
2: That's the yeah, one.
0: Per- exactly. you have got to just smash those twenty percent, which is always yeah. the hardest, the hardest twenty, or the one that you just think we're gonna Absolutely. To <sighs> so now we shift forward. Let's let's move forward to where you're at the moment. How did you go from t-shirts, bracelets, real estate to what you're doing <laughs> right now? Because I mean it's amazing. Those are those are all they seem very, very different, but the common thread is that you push through different things to try different things out
2: there. Yeah, so I had, um, with a lot of those, I was kind of following trends. I was following things that I'd seen other people do, you know, do e-com or do a marketing agency, do this and this and this, excuse me. And um, one thing that I've always kind of found really important is it's business and and certain things that work for other people won't work for you. It's not really a, a round peg or a round hole for everyone. Yep. So I think you need to look at your opportunities and your unique situation and your country, your place, and what things could work here that you know might not work in America or Australia, where all this kind of is coming from. But the way that I got into it was kind of following that way of not really pursuing what everyone else was pitching, and I'd done some laboring in the past, just on like odd jobs for for household stuff, and the bracelet business had like crashed and burned big time so i had a um a partner i was working with over there and he received the inventory and then he packed it and then he would drop it to the warehouse because it was around the corner from his house which was our fulfillment center and i had pre-sold about ten thousand dollars worth of inventory and i was on top of the moon i was ecstatic inventory never arrives at the warehouse for oh. a month, two months and then so i've already spent you know I've already over leveraged spending all this money on a marketing campaign expecting to come get all this and then I had to refund everything after already paying for the ads. And so I was, I think like eight bucks left. I was broke as British man, I had nothing left. (laughs) Um, But I had done some laboring before in the past and so I hit up one of my mates who I had done it with and then he was keen because he had a car and I didn't have a car and I ran some Facebook ads and i just chucked my last eight bucks at it, it was i was just gonna give it a go worst case i'll just go back to my um job at the cafe chuck last eight dollars into it and then on the last day of the ads i was contacted by someone who worked for a pretty big construction company saying they needed laborers for a couple of days so we boosted out there um i had been on a building site maybe once before in my life and they were talking about move this cladding over here um, these trusses, they can go there. These flashings, just bend them. And I was like, mate, I have no idea what you're talking what? about. So I, I, I was like, yeah, mate, sweet. We'll, we'll sort it. Yeah, all good. And then I, when he left I my phone. Goes, What's a flashing? What is a cladding. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow we managed to, to impress them and do a good job, despite not knowing what we were doing. And they were like, look, you guys are good. Do you want to come back three, three times a week while they, you're at uni? And then so we did that. And then that's when I found out uh, uni wasn't for me. And the guy I was doing it with at the time found out it wasn't him either. So we both dropped out and we were just laboring there for a while. And then he decides that he is, then we both decide to pack up shop around June, July. Like, look, this is not that much fun. We're probably gonna wrap it up. Um, So he leaves in June, July. And then that's when I start doing that agency for two months. Then I get a call from one of the guys and he's like, hey, you guys coming back. And I'm like, my mate's not, he's gone to Dunedin but yeah, I'll come, I'll come back. And they're like, yep, sweet. You'll need to learn to drive the truck if you want to do it, which is manual. I had no idea how to drive manual. And so I was just kind of throwing the Jeep in, absolutely bummed the truck and I just sent it to the shop, dropping the clutch, unfortunately, but they didn't fire me on the spot for that. Um, so I kept it going, kept laboring and that was through winter, which was a nightmare. Um, and because I didn't have a car, I'd have to wake up at, you know, like quarter to five, walk to the bus stop catch the bus to the train station and train into Upper Hutt, which is where the site was, and then walk from the train station to site. Um, But that helped kind of get me recognized for putting in a little more Mahi than than the average laborer. And so people would come to me and be like, hey, man, do you have mates who are doing this? I need some guys for this site, or I need some guys for this job. And then I just started getting my mates on board. And then we just kind of grew it from there. And whereas a whole, there's actually a lot of people that need laborers, need some decent laborers. So just... Kind of ran with it from there and then November 2021 was when everything kind of blew up and yeah I've been running since then. And do
0: you want know, to tell us a story about the um the cool Facebook ad the stickman ad that, that went viral <laughs> essentially essentially.
2: Yeah 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 that was quite funny so this is um oh I, I don't know if I should say this this is really cheeky but um I actually wrote that ad um and made the drawing um, because I was like, Vic Deals is a much more organic kind of page. You know, if if you posted the benefits of your job here and there, it's not really going to go anywhere because it looks like an advert. So you need to kind of keep it really relaxed. And Brendan, who posted it, has been with, uh, with us for a really long time. One of the original guys, bloody good dude, um, really really reliable. And he had a history of posting on Vic Deals, so I thought the algorithm would kind of favour him when he posted it. Yeah. and then got them to post it, got a bunch of our guys to comment to boost the engagement. And then, yeah, it, it took off. It, it did way beyond our expectation. I had that as kind of planned out as a three-step funnel with post one, post two, post three. Yeah. Um, but it, it blew up off post one. And yeah, we had an overwhelming response, which has been awesome because I've met some absolutely awesome people from it, really lovely guys who have just been a game changer for us. So yeah, it was really highlight of the year so far, I'd say.
0: Yeah, that's really crazy, right? Because... um, um for those of you that want to have a look at the diagram, we'll put it in one of our posts, but it is a very simple picture. It's a very simple picture. But like you said before, <laughs> simple things are sometimes what attracts people, right? You know, when you can go flash brain where people just scroll past, but sometimes oh, this is a bit different. Like like you said right at the start, you know, sometimes you have to stop, take a pause, and go, what is what is not trending And it's just something totally different. And you know, sometimes you follow the when you follow the trends, it just gets lost
2: when you do something yeah, absolutely. different. Absolutely. I mean, all of social media is a lot of noise and i'm guilty of this if i ever scroll through it i feel like a bit of a zombie and then i'll watch a post that kind of wakes me up i'm like what am i doing like holy smokes it's been 30 minutes and i think to break through the noise of social media you need to do something like that that will wake people up and yeah like you said that can be as simple as a a ms paint stick figure drawing which is probably like a a c1 for design and i did design in school so my art teacher would not be happy with that performance eh? yeah totally. yeah like you said it's all about just kind of standing out a bit yeah
0: and disruption right it's disruption like disrupting the norm everything is so polished and wonderfully beautiful and something that's used to be terrible in the past now become disrupted. Like, okay hey, what's going on here this is pretty random what's going on here yeah, so
2: a- absolutely absolutely it's all about i feel like a lot of people see what's like you said working and they're like okay cool these guys are posting this this big company's doing this or the successful guys doing this i'm just going to copy it. And, this, everyone's doing that so then it all blends into one big thing so you need yeah. to kind of find something that disrupts that but follows the principles that make well made it successful in the past Tate. Tate. and um,
0: sorry could you go no, no 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 no, I was just going to say Tanya you know we almost got caught into that a few a few months ago when we tried to change the way we did our podcasting didn't we
1: yeah we were trying you know trying new things and purely as you say because other people were doing it and we seen that it was success for one but you're right it's about finding what works for your brand as well because just because it's successful for one person or individual it you know it, it's, it can be completely different for you and that's probably what we've found is we've tried new things and and that's the other thing right is we've been willing to try new things even if something previously didn't work and that's where the true success comes is continually trying
2: yeah absolutely right Tane. absolutely right it's all about kind of testing different things and you know nine out of 10 might fail but if you get one then you've got that and then you can roll with the next one and the next one and the next one and you just take those lessons
0: yeah you know um it's quite funny so that i don't know if anyone's watched the night agent the other day on netflix but there was a there was a, a line that i just thought was really 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 um amazing so you have these two assassins that are trying to kill these two people here and um they escape the assassins and then the lady says to the partner hey um Oh uh, they they want they, they they want the people want because they escape and the assassin replies and goes they have to win every single day we just have to win once and that was like boom i was like wow how how powerful is that statement there so essentially these guys were trying to escape the escape the assassins had to survive every single day but the assassins had to get it right once and they would have done their job and i said this is crazy it, it could work in any single scenario like you said ben you can try 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 you just need the one the one hook and it'll all be Pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about taking that momentum, and usually yeah. when you get one, it becomes a lot easier to get a second, and a third, and a fourth, and that momentum carries through. I mean, you've got your downward spiral, but you've also got your upward spiral. Once totally. you start going up, it's easy to keep going further.
0: That's right, exactly. And so you do this here. So November 2021, you go right. Cool, this is what we want And how did that go from you? Because now you had gone through a couple of of, of learnings, you come to this this labor thing where you go, "Cool, this, this is there's a shortage out here." And how did you feel when you were, all right, cool, now I'm going to start this business here and run with that. How did that make you, well you look at the Wellington market, I guess, and you can see the shortage, you go, I'm actually onto something that's, that could be a winner here.
2: Um, I think it, it was it was all quite surreal because it all happened so quickly. It was, you know, you always hear that cliche about your work you work 10 years with nothing and then boom overnight and that's how you become an overnight success It's 10 years of nothing and then boom. And that's yeah. kind of how it felt is I had just spent the last two, three years just learning and trying all this stuff with no success and then boom. And it all felt super surreal for a while, but I was like, okay, cool. This is working. I'm just going to roll with it and, and learn. And to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing at the start. I, I would, people would ring and be like, Hey, do you guys do this? i would be like, yep, we do that. And then I'd start ringing people and, and, Googling, okay, how, the, how does that work? How do you do that? And I think it's just important to say yes to stuff, even if you don't know how to do it and just roll it. Yeah. I think it's a, a um, Richard Branson quote, is if someone presents you an opportunity just say yes and figure out how to do it on the way. But how I felt about it, I was pretty ecstatic that I had finally kind of um, achieved what I had been wanting to for so long. Um, you know, I had I always had these goals down as in terms of, I would like to hit X amount of revenue before I turn 20 and then X amount of revenue before I turn 21, um, regardless of industry. And then see, like having written that down in in 2019, 2018, and then seeing it actually happen was, it just made me feel so much more confident in my overall ability. And I think that's probably the, the biggest thing I felt was just this massive level of confidence in terms of, wow, this is starting to pay off. Like I'm gonna keep tripping
0: away at this. It's beautiful because, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of the times we have these goals, one of us has goals, and then we keep focusing on the how. How is it gonna happen? As opposed to just, write, like you said, irrespective of industry, I'm just gonna get this done here. And it's important for our listeners to go, hey, don't worry about the how, just get out there and just keep going and say yes. Say yes. And if you fail, what's the worst that could happen? You could fired. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I think, in, I think for us as New Zealanders in a fantastic country, um, I've spent a bit of time overseas last year and it's really opened my eyes to just how incredible New Zealand is. I think a lot of us can be, oh, it has its faults as with every country, but I think there's so much opportunity here. And like you said, what's the worst that can happen? You fail, a couple of people might laugh at you and say, mate, you shouldn't have done that. Yep. But you'll learn so much from it. As I keep saying, you just learn and learn and learn.
0: And, this, and do you want to tell us about, about your, what, what you're actually doing now? So you've alluded to it. So what do what you actually do in your, in your lovely
2: business now? Um. So, what my day to day looks like, or yeah, yeah, what's your day
0: to day looks like? Yep. Yeah. So, so you've gone from from t-shirts to bracelets to to real estate marketing. What is what is what is HR labor all about?
2: Yeah. So now we're just providing a lot of laborers around. So we started out mainly residential. So yep. with developers would send laborers to their site with a bit more hands-on management, and we've just kind of grown from there through word of mouth, and now we're doing a bit more of an active marketing approach over the last few months as you can see with the Facebook ad, just as we're starting to grow quite rapidly. Um, So we are branching more into commercial now as well. We're looking to get into civil, um, just within Wellington. So a day to day for me usually is I wake up at five and then go to the gym, um, then head out to sites, check on a few of the boys that are out and about, head to the office, or the, the barely completed office, which has a desk right now, which I just set up five minutes before the podcast so it's somewhat professional. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just chip away on my laptop, make a few calls, do a bit of kind of management on who's going where, organize our roster, sort timesheets invoices, all that fun stuff. Um, so as we've grown, my role has shifted a lot to admin and maintenance and just making sure... You know, any leaks that pop up in the ship are getting patched pretty quick. And those aren't really needle driving activities. So one of our our second employee is being trained up to take away some of those more firefighting activities that aren't really growing the business just so I can focus more on those. And that's kind of we're shifting now is more me reaching out to people, making calls and, and marketing campaigns and stuff like that.
0: Oh, brilliant! uh, Thank you for sharing that there, because I think it's important for our listeners to go, "Hey, where you've started to what are you doing right now?" And it's important to go, "Hey, you have to shift and change your focus and find people to help you along along the way." Um, And it's interesting because I met up with um, with a fantastic person the other day who was um, part of the founding trio of Deliver Easy. You know, yeah, Yeah, Deliver Easy, yeah. yeah. And he was one of who was a student when I was at I don't know, college a long time ago. And he explained the same thing to me, exactly what you said, you know, at the start. The amount of failures was just ridiculous. The amount of fear, the amount of, you know, it was just so crazy when Deliver Easy first started and, you know, getting on a scooter and doing stuff. And just like you, it went from nothing, nothing, nothing to just overnight success, which but then they didn't plan for that. And just the growth was just so exponential that they had to shift and change things really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you just never know when that happens. But what he also said to me was, hey, through failure, this is where you're gonna find find things. It's um, very easy to give up, very easy to give up along the way. Talking about giving up, I'm gonna circle back a little bit and talk about what you said at the start, you know, your parents are academic, they're, they're very, you know, this is, this is their world. How did they react to this happening, um, especially initially when they were seeing losses more than gains? And you, you're getting the gains psychologically but to someone sitting outside they go damn pen you're just chucking all your money away what is that what do they how do they go through
2: that i think they were my parents have always been super supportive yep um as much as they wanted me to go to university i probably wouldn't be where i am without their support um you know they had their moments where they're like oh it yeah, might be time to pack it in it's not doing too well but yeah. um they were always Kind of my biggest fans. I think when I dropped out of uni and, and I was laboring and just picking up rubbish on a building site, they were like, do you want to be a laborer for the rest of your life? I'm like, what are you doing? You can do more than that. Um, yeah. And then just kind of got that that for a little bit. But then when things started kicking off, they were like, well, this might be working. And then we had, you know, their, my parents' friends' sons would be working with us and, and working at the company, and then they'd start to kind of be like, Oh, this is actually kind of getting kind of serious. And then they'd hear that more and more. And you know, see us get a company car, and then a second, and then a warehouse. And then I think it started to kind of sit in with them that, Oh, this might be actually about to be serious. And yeah, no, they're, they're pretty rap, which is awesome. Brilliant.
0: It was a trick question because I've, I've met your mum and I know how supportive your mum is um, <laughs> with, with your sister. So, I, I, I didn't say hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey mom. <laughs> um the reason I the reason I say this is because um it's important to have these people in your corner even when things are going not the best, you you know, or a cool, I've got these people in my corner and they will go back me no matter what. Um and sometimes your family, sometimes it's gonna be your peers, sometimes it's gonna be random strangers, you know, people that you would have met once or twice, but they just believe in you. And um, you know, you know, as I spoke about that despair, those people whoever they are becoming valuable. Um it's always easy to chuck things in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, Ben,
0: um, we've been speaking for about 45 minutes now, which is great. I have a question for you. If someone is listening to you on our podcast and knows that, hey, university is not for them, but they have this pressure externally because the world is a crazy place and they have this, I'm sorry, not just university, but tertiary, what would you say to them?
2: I think there is an abundance of opportunity out there now. So I think you really have in this time and place much more accessibility to do your own thing. And if you are in university, and you know, it's not for you, but you have, you know, your parents um, or some family or grandparents, whatever it may be, who really, really set on you getting a degree. I think you really have to do what's best for you. If you know in your heart and in your gut that look, mate, university is not my thing. um, You may need to cut your losses and and that might make a few people unhappy, but at the end of the day, if it's kind of killing you, which it was for me, it wasn't wasn't the best time. um, Then I think just go after what you want. If people tell you you're delusional, then just do your best to prove them wrong, prove yourself right. But that's a difficult one as well because sometimes if you come from a a very, very traditional family who make it a priority for university, you may just need to stick it through and and figure it out until you can get there. I mean, my partner's like that. She doesn't love university, but it's really important for her parents that she gets a degree. Um, And, you know, that's the two sides of the coin is you kind of need to trust your gut. Which of the two is more important? Is it to make your parents hard work and dreams come true for you to get a degree and then go after your stuff or is it important for you to just cut your losses and just go after it and there was i think you will know in in your heart of hearts what is the best thing for you but i would say just sit down and reflect and if you look back in 15 20 years what decision will you regret more staying and you know keeping these people happy and and then maybe getting sent yourself back a little bit or cutting yourself loose, and being like, look, I'm going to give this a go, even if it does not make you the happiest, and I'll make it up to you in another way by making this work, or whatever it may be. So I think, usually, in people's guts, they'll know deep down, even if it is a hard decision what to do, and I think you just need to listen to your gut, sit down, and sleep on it, think about it, and be like, look, this is the decision for me, I have to put myself first at the end of the day.
0: It's a tough one because there's no right, or wrong answer here, right? You don't know what you don't yeah. know, and you know, like for your for your new example, you went to university, to decide it wasn't for you. It's the people that just cut the losses at the start without giving things a go, and not just university, but anything. It could be the other way around. I'm not going to give labouring a go because I'm not going to give a part-time job a go. I'm not going to give this because X, Y, Z. So I think the key message there is give give it a go and make an informed decision, and and you and you'll know straight away. You'll know pretty quickly whether whether things are for you or not for you. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but it's got to come from you, right? It's not, it can't come from an external provider. It can't come from an external source. Oh, I don't I don't like this because Ben says it's not cool, therefore I'm not going to do it. No, you know, it's not, who cares what Ben thinks? It's about what you think and what, how you feel.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It all boils down to, it's your life, your decisions. And if you want to spend your life, you know, following decisions from other people about how you should live your life, then I think you're going to come out of it not the happiest chap ever. I yeah. think you need to take control take ownership of it and do what you desire and what you want to
0: do. Yeah Tony I'm going to bring you in here because you've had to face this a few times as well when it, when you've had to spend your values versus other people's values.
1: Yeah and it definitely is a challenge and I think as you say you know those people who matter the most here you know your family your close friends it is easy to buy into what they're saying and take that decision on yourself. But I think also now, you know, more as I've become a subwarden and helping the girls with coaching and stuff like that, you know, um, we had a few girls who pulled out um, from going to nationals because they had other commitments and, you know, the cost was high as well, which played into it. But, you know, it could have been easy for me to go, no, you girls should come and play. You know, I really want you to play. I think you've got a lot of potential. And, you know, hopefully they still know that I do have that belief in them. But at the same time, I had to sit back and go, no, I've made that decision for them. It's not my place to step in and try and convince them otherwise, because you're right. Otherwise, you're just influencing people when they have to make that decision for themselves. And that was the hard reality. And I guess something that, you know, if you're a reflective person, it's a lot harder to actually make those decisions because you want to impact people, you want to have that influence on people. But at the same time, you have to, you know, tell yourself that. You can't always make those decisions for people, which is the harsh reality.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's, it's a tough one because it's a fine line. Because sometimes, sometimes you have to be the person that believes in the person, you know. Because humans find excuses, right? When things get tough, we just find excuses not to do things. And you also need someone to go, "Hey, this is just a silly excuse. This is the silly excuse." Like you're telling me, you're telling me it's a lot of money, but I can see you spending money on this, yeah this doesn't this doesn't match up right so sometimes you just have to step back and it's really hard there's no again there's no right or wrong answer here it's just the way people come across and you get to know people and um it's a tough one right because humans are interesting and complex and intricate beings that there's no right or wrong way which is why like if you have not read this book i highly recommend this it is a fantastic i've
2: heard, fantastic I've heard book. a lot of good things about it
0: yeah it's a very fantastic book yeah um I love your um, I love your your reading vocabulary, Ben. You've read some really cool cool books and good authors there.
2: Sure, it's yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's so hugely important. I credit most of my success to reading. I think if you look at a book, you know that's three hundred pages, and that's thirty years of an expert in the field's life condensed into a, what could be a week of reading or a month of reading. And yeah. There's so many valuable lessons to learn from it, and I think if you're not reading, um, you're missing out on. So much positive trajectory in your
0: life. Yeah, what's the worst that could happen when you read something? It's boring. Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, boring. Get rid of it after fifty pages. And... <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. Um, question for you: When you went on to when stuff approached you in the stuff article, how did that? How did you feel about that? There.
2: <laughs> that was also quite a surreal one as well because I had this little mini goal in the back of my head. This might come from a place of vanity. But I, I had this this little goal. It'd be really cool to have an article published about something I've done before I turned twenty one. Yep. I had two goals before I turned twenty one, and, and that was one of them. And it was like a three days before my birthday when they reached out, and I was like, "Oh, there we go!" <laughs> so I was pretty ecstatic, and yeah, it was a little yarn with uh, Julie, who was a fantastic reporter. So yeah, it was cool. It was really cool to kind of hit that hit that milestone so close to the finish line. But
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's pretty cool, you know. The other thing is also it's it's um. I mean, when you get published in whatever it is, it's such a, it's such an amazing thing because it's a, whatever they say, who cares whatever they say, but it's just a, yeah, someone out there has recognized what I've done and always, if it's in a good light, obviously, if it's in a bad light, different story. <laughs> From a good story, light, right. different story exactly, but it's a good light. You go, hey, actually someone out there and you tell your story and people listen or okay. not, but it doesn't matter for you, you've achieved, you've ticked that goal, happy days, um, which is which is pretty cool. And I guess, Tana, you know, you you have, we have the same thing with you when we achieved the, the scholarship that we, that we got. You know, it wasn't about the recognition, but the recognition that comes with it is pretty cool.
1: Oh, for sure. And, you know, I think that's it leads into, you know, people often people who do those things, you're right, they don't search for that recognition, but it is nice to have. And it's also sometimes the people it comes from as well, you know, because often we don't give ourselves the credit for what we do, you know? And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast is, yeah. you know, sometimes we strive so much to do all these amazing things that we never actually sit back and go, oh, it's amazing what I've actually done. And, you know, by the time we actually do get to reflect on it, it might have been a couple of years. And so just learning to, you know, be able to sit in that moment as well is something you learn as you go along.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I, I reread the article this morning, and I not want to lie, I read, I, mean, I read it the first time. And for our listeners, just full disclosure here, the the reason why I was introduced to Ben was because his sister and I posted it and I was like, I read the story, I was like, this is an amazing person that we need to get onto here because um I because too because too often too often people don't realize that people think that amazingness comes from getting a degree or having a PhD or this amazing discovery. But hey, sometimes it just takes a different trajectory in life to give you this amazingness, so, which is which is really cool. Um, Question for you. I mean, this is a hard question. What's what's on the cards for you for the rest of the or for the next quarter? I guess Ben.
2: Oh, for this season. Um, I like to stay quite tight lip about what I have planned. I think.
0: Okay, cool. Um, no, no plans. No, no plans. But I'll I'll give
2: it a little teaser. I think. Naval, Naval. I forget his last name. He typically goes by Naval. Um, I think he's a angel investor and extremely intelligent guy extremely intelligent guy and he has a podcast um, episode which is a summary of a tweet storm called how to get rich very very you know standard common name but it's a it's not your kind of typical provide value to the market it's much more in depth with how how things work and he has these really interesting points about different types of leverage you know you have labor leverage capital leverage which are kind of old measures of leverage so you basically leverage using those to get to get to your goal and then you have new new leverage with modern age which is media and code and all forms of leverage that i've acquired in the last few years have mainly been through through old factors of leverage with labor and capital and the the issue with those is they're not permissionless you know you need people to agree to work with you or you need people to agree to invest or you need people to agree to kind of pay you and etc but the, the beauty of New leverage with code and media is that they're permissionless. You don't need anyone to let you publish a video. You don't need anyone to let you write a program, and that could outsource or automate a really complex task. And so, moving away from typical leverage that I've acquired and labor and capital, and moving more toward media and code leverage, I think is probably what's on the cards for me in the next next few few months for the rest of the year. Beautiful.
0: I mean, I think that's, 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 that's beautiful. I mean, um, because traditionally we have, we all stuck, I mean, it's not, it's nobody's fault here, but you know, we're traditionally stuck in this old way of thinking and old way of leveraging things. But as you said before, the world is changing dramatically and with the advent of AI and the advent of, of those tools becoming more real, how do you leverage those into your, into your workspace, into your business, into your life to make things a little bit different and, and to find markets that you would never have thought about. Um, so yeah, so thank you for, sh- for sharing that there. Um, we've almost been speaking for an hour. So, I mean, there's, oh, there's so good. much. It's flown by. <laughs> it's flown by. But Ben, there's been so many, so many, so many pieces of nugget in this conversation here. But I'm now going to ask you to summarize that with this last question, or the second last question, I guess. Um, our podcast is called Bosses of Knowledge. And in your experience so far, would love you to share a piece of knowledge that you'd love to listen to with their basket of knowledge as they listen to this podcast. It can come from any aspect of your life.
2: Perfect. Um, I think if I was to boil down one, the most crucial lesson I've learned or, or the most crucial philosophy that I follow in my life is you reap what you sow. Um, if you live a life of doing bugger all, eventually you're going to have bugger all in your life. Um, might not be right away but eventually you will. But if you lead a life of getting after stuff and, and chasing whatever you've set in front of you, eventually you'll get there. I think if you are taking positive action and, and you're sowing that within your life and learning and growing and developing, eventually your life will grow and develop into whatever you want it to be. So I think you reap what you sow. So whatever actions you're doing, make sure they're positive so that you can sow positive results in the future.
0: Beautiful, you So, what you sow. what sow. A, what, a, what a simple but very profound learning right there. You know, um, you, see pot, you, you, you reap what I say. you reap what you, sow. If you sow out some goodness, you're going to get the, the benefits. But if you sow out badness and negativity, this is what you're going to get. Um, beautiful. It works in both ways, right? Everything has two sides of the coin, like you said. And it just depends on which side you want to flip the coin to. Tony, so any last questions for, for Ben?
1: No, I think it's just, it's been a really good podcast to listen to. And I think... Um, the thing that Ben has done is he's challenged me to you know make those hard decisions as I've got a few coming up and so to actually you know as he says those hard things are always the things we want to put to the side or focus on other things but I guess I need to sit down with myself and you know really figure out what I want to do you know as I'm pushing into the harder stages of my honours and you know what's next after that so it's been a really good podcast to reflect you got it man (laughs) Thank you. Um, here's, here's,
2: a, here's a
0: random question for you, um, Ben, which I haven't asked anybody else. Is You've mentioned some amazing books. What's what's on your reading list at the moment? What are you reading at the moment?
2: Uh, I'm currently reading Never Finished by David Goggins. I Beautiful. I got, got back from America last week, and it was not last week, last month. And um, it was just released there, and I was like, man, that looks like a bloody good read. So just picked it up and got about 10 pages left. Might finish it off after this, but yeah, it's been bloody good.
0: Us, I just I just a... I just disappeared to bring that there. Boom.
2: Oh have you finished It, <laughs> British? it was a fan- yes, I've read it three times. Right. It's it's bloody good. Hey, man, it's yeah. so good. Yep,
0: it's fantastic. Book. What about so, you what's t-
2: next on your reading list?
0: Oh uh, I next on my reading list is actually a book. Um it's a book from someone we had on a podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Um I got it sent to the Office of Wellington, which I haven't been to, and it's um it's about his. It's from Harry Avril. It's about his 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 story around um anorexia. So oh, that's 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 one that I'm gonna uh, and and his learnings from this. So I, he's on. A, he came on a podcast a few weeks ago. I bought I bought his book. <laughs> I sent it to Wellington, not to dunedin I haven't been to Wellington for a long time. So um, <laughs> that's that's on my reading list. yeah next.
2: Oh, look okay.
0: at. Yeah. So a bit a bit a bit different, but um, yeah. My my reading list is pretty random i'm going to suggest one if you haven't read one this is a pretty good one as well the code of the extraordinary mind
2: i'll give it a read i'll add it to the list to now. yeah yeah what about awesome. you Kanae? what's on the reading list bro
1: <laughs> i hate to say it but i i don't find enough time for reading and i think that's i for some reason i just can't get my head around um reading when i'm studying I think that's gonna oh, be man, particularly no, hey, the case with honors.
2: <laughs> don't, don't worry, man. My my partner's the same. She I can totally get behind, you know, reading a massive textbook and sitting down to read 20 pages of book. It's the last thing I want to do too, bro. So <laughs> I get where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. Tana, if you can't if you can't listen, read a book, listen to an audio an audio book mm. or a podcast. Yep, that's the way to go. Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much for jumping on today. Um, you have shared so much in this podcast here. Um Every podcast has some amazingness. And this is another podcast that I think has got tons and tons and tons, not just about about you as a person, but your learnings along the way, which are really, really profound. You know, a lot of times the stuff that you say say are are things that people who who have made it and made millions of dollars keep saying it. But it's awesome to hear that someone who's still at the start of this journey here, and you might be a millionaire in a few years' time, and this is what should be great. But it's the stuff that the start start of the journey that people, when they hear that, they go, actually, wait a minute, this is an everyday person that is saying this and is going through this here, which is so much more relatable than say, listen to someone who's an Elon Musk or whatever, which is where well, they're great, they're fantastic, but they've all started somewhere. So which mm-hmm. is why I wanted, wanted you to be on here because you are an everyday person that everyone can relate to and you're living those experiences that, um, that are in the textbooks or in the reading books out there and you follow your passions and you're actually adding value into the world through those fa- through those failures, you've picked up the growth. Um, so thank you very much. And um, yeah, really appreciate you jumping on today.
2: Well, thank you for having me, guys. It's been a real pleasure and, and really, really awesome to, to meet you guys
0: and have a yarn. Oh, beautiful. And so listeners out there, um, remember to jump online, have a have a listen to this podcast here. If you haven't done anything, please listen to the podcast again because you will learn something. And what we'll do in the show notes is we'll put up um, Ben's um, social media profile and also his the link to his company. So if you have any laboring jobs that you need done, um, you'll find it there. Okay, so um, nice and easy. Thank you, everybody. Till next time. take it easy and don't forget to fill your basket of knowledge
1: peace thank you for listening to baskets of knowledge
0: yeah we hope that you found something useful to put into your baskets of knowledge and as we said before remember to put something little into your baskets of knowledge every week and as always feel free to like comment and share this podcast
2: thanks everybody bye